Hello, this is Mike Van Meter, and welcome to the Recovery is Possible podcast. I want to thank you for joining me, and you can reach us at our Facebook site, which is also called Recovery is Possible, or our website, which is vanmeterwellnesssolutions.com. And as you know, this podcast exists to educate the public about addiction, to remove the stigma associated with addiction, and help and support those suffering from addiction. And uh, this episode is sponsored by FHE Health, a substance abuse and mental health treatment center specializing in treatment for first responders' needs, including PTSD, anxiety, and substance use. Take the first step to a better life today by visiting FHEHealth.com. That's FHEHealth.com. And so folks, tonight what I want to talk about is the yeah buts. That's what I call the yeah buts. And I have to tell you, in the years that I've I've been working uh, in the recovery field and certainly the work I'm doing right now at a a treatment center and, and working with the public, that's something that I hear constantly. You know, people that come to treatment and they receive advice from folks and they receive some of the best information that you could imagine and they listen to what the counselor or the therapist is saying and they say yeah I hear you but so let's just talk about the yeah buts a little bit because it really is something that is indicative of a larger problem and that is that I have talked about this before, that the disease of addiction is the is of the mind and the body. The mind and the body. We have that physiological addiction that, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, whether it's endorphins, whether it's, uh, you know, that just that physical part where your body is addicted to a particular substance. But there's another aspect to addiction, and that is the psychological part. And that is that one of the weird things about addiction is addiction is the disease that tells you in your mind that you do not have it. And one of the other unique aspects about addiction is that we think that our ideas and our solutions will work even though history shows each and every one of us that suffers from addiction that our solutions don't work. And I want you to think about that for a moment. If you are suffering from addiction right now, if you're listening to this podcast, or you know someone that is suffering from addiction, just think of how deceptive the disease is. It tells you that you don't have it. We've all experienced that in one form or another. That's why you always hear that stereotype of, you know, you're in denial. You know, the river... Uh, the river, uh, the Nile River doesn't just run through Egypt. It's something that we have. You know, that's the, the old stereotype that you hear in addiction, but it is so true. And that's a really weird, unique aspect of addiction. And that is that we, if you are suffering from addiction, don't see what is plainly obvious to everyone around you, that the addiction is there. And they just scratch their heads and they ask themselves, why is it that my loved one or my friend or my coworker or my spouse does not see what is so clear? I don't know, but I do know that the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous actually talks about the willingness to be open. Just the willingness to listen to others is part of the beginning of recovery. In being willing to listen to others 
and take advice from them and just try suggestions from other people that maybe you have never tried before in your life. And I will tell you that what has amazed me in working in an addiction treatment center here in Maryland, I live in Virginia, but I'm doing some work this summer uh, in Maryland. I see that over and over and over with the patients that come in. And that is that they will sit through the suggestion or sit through the sessions and they will receive inputs from the counselors, myself included, and get some pearls of wisdom. Things that are ideas that are researched to death. The meta-analysis is clear that the information that we are giving these patients works, is tried, is true, it's proven. And then the patient will look at us and say, I hear you, yeah, I get it, but. And then they will revert back to what they believe is the right solution and the right thing to do. Although every piece of evidence in that patient's life says that their plan does not work. And so that's the yeah buts. And if you're listening to me right now and you are somebody that is struggling with addiction, all I can do is to say over and over and over, whatever brought you here, whatever brought you to this podcast, whatever brought you to treatment, if you've gone to treatment or detox, whatever you're trying isn't working. So it wouldn't hurt just to listen to other people and take those ideas. But that willingness, that willingness to listen, and that willingness willingness to try ideas other than your own might just work if you allow it. So I would really just implore you to uh, give things a, a chance and give other ideas a chance. After all, if you end up in a treatment facility, whatever you're doing isn't working. And you're probably at the end of your rope. Because chances are, if you are in a treatment center, you should have been in a treatment center much earlier than when you actually ended up there. And the people that do have success are those that do listen to others, take those suggestions, and really work. But before all of that occurs, I will tell you that there really is nothing anyone can do for you. They cannot make you sober. You are the one that has to make yourself sober. You're the only one that can do the work. No one else can. People can't want you to be sober more than you want to be sober. And that's something to just keep in the back of your mind. And if you're going to a treatment center, there's no point in going to that treatment center if you have no intention of listening to the advice that's being given to you. After all, treatment centers are not cheap. Depending on where you're going, it can be anywhere from $30,000 to $40,000 for a typical stay in a treatment center. And I don't really know why you would go to a treatment center and not listen to the advice that the people are giving you. So that's just something to, to think about. So really... Keep that in mind. And uh, I do want to mention that this episode is sponsored by FHE Health. And FHE Health has been providing life-changing behavioral health services for more than 20 years. They treat substance abuse and mental health disorders in an individualized and comprehensive approach, recognizing the specialized treatment needs of the first responder community 
They've created Shatterproof, a dedicated program for law enforcement, fire rescue, and similar communities to receive treatment among peers. So they're experienced in providing privacy and working with unions for employment. And FHE Health is committed to providing the best care experience for our patients, for their families, and for our community. So learn more at FHEHealth.com. Now, I mentioned this to a patient the other day who was being particularly resistant to any suggestions uh, that was being made in the particular session that we were in that day. And I used a sports metaphor because this particular patient uh, is athletic, uh, has had a background in um, martial arts and physical fitness, and, and even though a middle-aged man is still quite physically fit to this day, even though uh, he's been involved in um, uh, drug abuse and alcoholism for many, many years, is still pretty fit. So I chose to use a sports metaphor with this particular patient because I thought that it would it, it would hit home. And I want you to think about it this way. If you, uh, imagine if you will, if you went to your big sports hero, whether it's a football player or a, a, a track runner, a marathoner, or in my case, you know, I, I dabble in triathlon. So I, I used this, this example and I said, just imagine if I got to spend the day with uh, the Ironman world champion. Let's say uh, David Scott. If you're familiar with Ironman triathlon, Dave Scott has the record for um, the, of, of winnings, uh, first place finishes in Ironman triathlon. Uh, in fact, he's known as the man. That's what they call him. He's been so successful in triathlon. And uh, so obviously Dave knows a thing or two about not only completing Ironman triathlons, but winning them. So imagine, if you will, I spent a day with Dave Scott, and Dave said to me, uh, Mike, and keep in mind, I've never actually even completed a full Ironman. I've completed half Ironmans, but I've never completed a full Ironman. But imagine that I was able to spend a day with Dave Scott, and Dave Scott gave me all of the information that he's ever discovered in all of his years of triathlon and his winnings. And he gave me that information, and I said, Dave, I get it. Thank you for the information, but I have a plan, and I think I'm just going to go ahead and stick with my plan because I think it's effective. If you had witnessed that conversation or the exchange, you would look at me and think that I'd lost my mind, that I had gone crazy. A, why did you bother talking to Dave Scott? Why did you waste his time? Why would you do that with this man? He just gave you all of the information that you needed to be successful in triathlon and you just ignored it. Why would you do that? And imagine I said to you, yeah, but I've got my own plan. And you would look at me and say, yeah, but your plan doesn't work. You're never going to win uh, the Ironman World Championship by following your plan. And I just look at you and say, I hear you. Yeah, but I've got my own plan. It, it would just be insane. But... That sounds insane, but in the addiction world, we do that on a routine basis. On a routine basis. So if you're, again, if you're listening to me and you're listening to the words of my voice and you're listening to this podcast, there are not only people that are highly trained in treatment centers. And if you, if you are going to a treatment center or if you're in a treatment center, understand that's what these people do for a living. They devoted their lives to this topic. Or if you've gone to an AA meeting, or an NA meeting, or a GA meeting, or an SA meeting, or Celebrate Recovery, or Smart Recovery, there are people within these meetings that have had lots of success in getting sober and getting well. 
and you can learn from these people. So it goes back to the decision, the decision point. Do you want to get well or not? And if you are willing to get well or you desire to get well, the next question that I would have is, so what are you willing to do to get well? Are you willing to do anything that it takes to get well? And if the answer to that is no, well then maybe you need to go back out and do what we call a little bit more research and development to convince yourself that you in fact do have a real problem and that that problem needs to get well. Because I've, I've mentioned this before in this podcast series, that addiction is progressive, it is deadly, it will kill you. And addiction gets worse over a period of time. It never, ever gets better. There are no exceptions to that. I don't know of any exceptions to that because there aren't any. And it will get worse over a period of time and it will kill you. But before it kills you, it will destroy everything and anyone that you hold dear. And I'm telling you that from experience. I'm telling you everything I'm telling you in this podcast series are things that I have experienced myself. And it's the absolute truth. It really is. So, again, if you're in this situation, understand there are people that have gotten well. They got well. You can get well. But the difference between those that continue to relapse and have problems and getting well is that they have not developed that willingness to open their mind and open their hearts and allow others in and become teachable. That's really what we need at the end of the day is to be teachable and to be willing to listen to others who have had success. Dave Scott, very successful Ironman triathlete. He's had success. He can teach me how to do triathlon. He can teach me how to train. He can tell me the do's, the don'ts. I don't have to relearn every lesson under the sun in triathlon because chances are that Dave has learned those mistakes. In fact, Dave was uh, a champion in Ironman triathlon in the very early days when Ironman triathlon was just starting. So he didn't even have the benefit of all of the uh, trials and errors that other athletes had over the years. In fact, he was the one that experienced many of those and then wrote books on how to avoid those. And that's what we have in recovery is that we have access to people that have had success in recovery, and they've made the mistakes, they've done. They've had all the problems, and we don't have to relearn them. If I just listen to them, have that willingness, and learn those lessons from other people, I don't have to relive those problems and those mistakes. So guys, this is just a quick podcast today, and I wanted to throw that out because it was just something that was on my heart and on my mind this week, and I think that if you just open your mind and try some of the things that are different than what you're used to trying, um, just give it a shot and maybe you'll have some success. Remember, you know, recovery is kind of like Walmart. We will refund your misery 100%, no questions asked. You don't even need a receipt. We'll give it all the misery back to you. Because, And the reason why I'm saying that, I'm saying that obviously in tongue in cheek, but the reason why I'm saying that is I know that those that have opened up their hearts, became willing, became teachable, and did as was suggest, was suggested, have success 
in recovery, and you're going to have success as well, and I know that, and you're just going to have to trust me on that one. So it's something I've been experiencing over the last couple of weeks and working with clients, and uh, it was on my heart, and I just wanted to lay that out to you and and share this with you. So again, guys, this is uh, this episode has been sponsored by FHE Health, and according to SAMHSA, first responders are 30% more likely to develop behavioral health conditions like PTSD. FHE Health specializes in getting first responders better and cleared for duty. So find out more at FHEHealth.com. And so this podcast, folks, is something that I'm providing for you as a service because I think that it will help you. Uh, I enjoy doing it and I enjoy helping people and I just love seeing people get well and I know that you can get well if you just follow these these simple words of advice. And so if I've said anything that doesn't apply to you or you don't agree with, just discard it. But I know that what I'm talking about is going to help you. But try to take any information that you can use for yourself and help, help others because that's what we do in recovery. We help ourselves along the way and we help impart the knowledge we've gained to others as well. So with that, please visit our Facebook page, which is Recovery is Possible, and our website, VanMeterWellnessSolutions.com. Let me know how I'm doing and let me know if there's a topic that you're interested in. And because I'd love to hear from you and take care guys we will see you next time